0: So it is not that uh, 93% of all communication yes. is nonverbal, that it would be ridiculous. The Moravian yes. never said that, never exactly. intended that idea. But it is that our brain is, has a preference for the picture and the sound over the decoded language.
1: First podcast interview... It's a great speech podcast for the public speakers. We're going way down deep to look at what makes a communicator. We'll look at all different topics from the bottom to the top. So get your mind free of all the distractions and please listen up, listen up, listen up. It's the great speech podcast. It's the great speech podcast. It's the great speech podcast. It's the great speech
0: podcast. It's the great speech podcast. It's the great speech podcast. Podcast. Podcast.
1: It's the Great Speech Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, okay, welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining me on the Great Speech Podcast. Today is kind of, for, for me, this is big boy day today because I, you know, I've been doing these podcast episodes, but it's been me kind of chatting just in my room. Uh, but today I have actually have a podcast guest, which is fantastic. It's the first time I have that. Uh, and so I'm going to introduce the guest. Now, I couldn't get kind of you know a ceo of a fortune 500 company i couldn't get um you know a Uh, prime minister or somebody who's a leader of a G8 company. I couldn't get a representative of Dell, of Real Madrid, of all these amazing companies. But I went for the next best thing, which is a man who has coached all those people. Uh, He's presented to all those people. He is a best-selling author with three great books, um, two of which I have, one of which I haven't actually read. I'm going to talk to you about that uh, when we come to it. Uh, He has been voted the number one body language expert in the world. He is Mark Bowden. Hello, Mark. How are you doing, sir?
0: i'm good i'm good thanks for having me on your show and to be the first guest that's that's great i'm really happy yeah. to be here
1: no i really appreciate it man. i really appreciate it and um, you're over in canada at the moment which is pretty
0: cool yeah how's, how's yeah, the I weather at there? uh so the snow has gone it only went gosh a few weeks ago oh no way yeah yeah i mean it just uh it just kind of dives into s- spring spring lasts about two days and then it hits summer Right uh, it
1: gets quite, br- quite gets quite brutal there doesn't it that It does that, that, it does that, that, yeah. it's
0: it can be quite ex- extreme Yeah it can be quite yeah. extreme but it's predictable it snows in the winter it's warm in the summer
1: Right right so Mike, tell me what what how do you describe yourself in terms of what's the title you give yourself
0: Yeah so uh, expert in human behavior and body language it's pretty it's, it's pretty simple uh, but now, but i have to say that's that's really about helping others Uh, quickly understand what i might be about because really what i do is i help people uh, across the world stand out win trust and gain credibility every time that they speak and i do that through an expertise and an understanding of human behavior and body language and that expertise is propagated via books and videos and keynote speaking and training
1: Yeah, yeah, because your YouTube video has got something like well over a million views now, hasn't it? And I know probably about
0: 20 of those are mine, by (laughs) the way. It's it's (laughs) fantastic. Thanks for giving me a a, a proportion of that uh, million (laughs) or so views. Yeah, Yeah, I've got a lot of great followers on on YouTube, and and a lot of people watch the videos. Um, People find them very, very helpful um, because speaking in public, or, you know, going in front of an audience, whether you're presenting to one person or many or hundreds or thousands. um, I'm not saying it's a massive stress for everybody, but even those people, even G7 prime ministers who I I train, there comes a certain point in their career where they can often feel a little more stress around these things. And I'm the person who helps them.
1: That's incredible to hear, actually, because most people would assume that if you have risen to that level of being leader of a country or leader of a multinational, that you are already comfortable with the communication aspect. But you're saying that actually a lot of them have a similar kind of
0: challenges to all of us. Yeah, for sure. So they um, look, they're able to do what they needed to do to get to the position they get to right and then when they're at that position they're then going wow there's some stuff that i haven't experienced right right so look it's it it is very different say for example when when i work with somebody who's not yet prime minister and we work Mm -hmm. on getting them elected to prime minister ah there's a very strong difference between the day you weren't and the day you are
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that difference between campaigning and actually governing as well, right?
0: For sure. And so you see people go grey within about three weeks. Right, (laughs) yes. Because the stress is massive. And so not only could I help them achieve, you know, getting themselves elected, and and especially in in debate situations is Mm -hmm. where I work a lot, Uh, but once they're then in the House or they're now – Under pressure answering questions as prime minister, not the not the opposition, uh, you know, hammering the the prime minister, then it's how you deal with that stress and you come across as prime ministerial Mm -hmm. rather than adversarial. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, because there's that famous
1: example of the debate between uh, JFK and President Nixon, where those who listened on radio thought that Nixon actually came out best. But most people who watched it on TV uh, thought that JFK was actually the better performer because he was just much more in command of his body and how particularly he looked on camera.
0: Right. So we pay a lot of attention Mm -hmm. to the body. It's important. You know, you and I, we're not saying that words aren't in Important, But yeah. ultimately, your nonverbal communication, the framework, the visual framework around the words, I would say, and, and there's some good science around this as mm. well, is the biggest lever on what people believe we right. said, what they make up in their head in terms of the, the feeling and intention of what we said. And then they manipulate the way they're listening. In order to, for it to fit the words to fit oh. the feeling intention, so they actually do distortion and deletion on the words. It doesn't matter what you say; they say you right. said something different. Yeah, we all experience that. Yeah, well, I remember you talked about that in your YouTube
1: in your TED talk actually, how uh, people f- once they have a kind of a bias towards you, then they'll fit everything um, in with that. Right. Um now a question I have and it's something that really bugs me and I'm, I'm I'm sure you have the same opinion which is the whole um you know communication is 7% words and yeah, yeah. 38% tone and 55% body language so as the number one body language expert in the world please tell us your thoughts on that statistic and actually what it really uh,
0: represents, Yeah. So actually what it represents, let me, let me put it in, in these terms. So, so l- the statistic is based on some good science that a, uh, a scientist called Moravian. Yeah.
1: yeah professor two, Mer- yeah,
0: two, yeah. two, um, two tests. And let me just, you know, do my precie of, of what I would suggest comes out of that, mm-hmm. which is our minds in order to make a judgment about somebody else's feeling and intention towards us, our minds mainly want to see what they're doing. Right. Our minds partly want to hear the music of the voice, the tonality, and yeah. our minds are not that concerned with what exactly the person linguistically said. Right. And if the feeling and intention feels like it's different from the words said, are biases towards the body language, the tone of voice, the nonverbal than the verbal, so it is not that ninety three percent of all communication is nonverbal that it would be ridiculous. The Moravian yes. never said that, never intended that idea, but it is that our brain like has a preference for the picture and the sound over the decoded language. Right,
1: right. So like when my wife says, no, I'm fine. (laughs) I (laughs) I shouldn't just listen to the words, right? I should pay attention to the body language and tone and everything surrounding those
0: words. (laughs) Right, exactly. And and in most cases you are you are paying attention to I mean look, if you were miserable at being able to read body language intuitively, uh Basically, you wouldn't even be telling me you have a wife right now, right? Because you yeah. wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be able to withhold even even average to bad relationships, right. okay? Yeah. So, so, so your unconscious is is pretty good at it, good enough to be, you know, you're 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 working as a social mammal right, right. now. You know, you're good enough that that to we're interact, getting each yeah. other oh, I see right you. now. To, Look, I've... things could get tricky and complex, and then. Things might start to break down, but but you and I are good enough at intuitively reading body language, good enough to get on with people. Ah, oh, I've got you. How did you get into all of this? Because I
1: mean, you know, when you're a kid at you know ten years old and you want to be a fireman and a you know rubbish truck guy, whatever. I can't imagine everyone says to themselves, "Oh, I'm going to be a body language expert." No,
0: know, I, did, I didn't. So when I was a expert. kid, I, I wanted to be a spaceman, and and I seem to have right. radically <laughs> failed. <laughs>
1: so how did it, how did how did you then eventually get into this though? So, you know what what was was there a specific trigger? Did you
0: kind of drift into it? Yeah. So I think like a lot of kids um, my age, uh, we watched TV, and right. and you can hear from my accent, I'm from England, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Uh, watched a lot of BBC, and there were some great natural history shows on there, some fantastic. Uh, natural history broadcasters. I mean, we're talking uh-huh. Sir David Attenborough, and, yeah, yeah. And I got m- m- massively into natural history and just the movement of of the behaviour, movement of animals, and oh, then yeah, I see, I see. you know, eventually uh, got hold of a of a copy of a book called, called man watching now called people watching. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that was kind of the natural history of human beings. And I got into human behavior, nonverbal, the pictures that we make. I was pretty good as a, as an artist. So I was good at drawing pictures and I was good at reading pictures. As well. And so I just got obsessed with this area of how you create and how we create stories with pictures and how we can, you know, manipulate and disrupt people's ideas of the world by creating very specific pictures for them to influence and persuade them. So I got eventually into influence right. and persuasion through that.
1: Oh, I see. I see. So that kind of, I guess. So was the book? So, um, your book, "Winning Body Language," which yeah. is kind of like, I don't know, if, I don't know what, if I should call it a bible of body language, but I, it's pretty really like seminal, the case. right? It really is. It's quite seminal. Um yeah. That was, I think that's, I've got that as 2010. So was that the first kind of you codifying your approach to body language, or was there something before that?
0: no that was that was my first book and that was the first book that wrote down as as you say this codification of the gesture plane system right. which is which i was i was trying to get across what i was trying to do with that book and i think i have done is to help people understand that it's very it's kind of very interesting the whole kind of reading other people's body language stuff and uh, the book truth and lies goes into that and that's all very interesting but what i'm most obsessed by and i think is actually most helpful for people is how to use your body language on purpose to influence and persuade so i would say winning body language is the first book To primarily look at using body language to influence and persuade others and to put down a codified system or model which Mm. helps people understand just how powerful it is and exactly how to do that
1: right yeah that's interesting because when i looked at the two books um the, the two ones i've read so yeah I, I just realized i hadn't read one of them i was like oh my goodness um but the winning body language yeah did seem to be about okay this is how you can control your body language at least use it uh, yeah. and then the uh, truth and lies seem yeah. to be about how to read other people's body language yeah and i loved kind of the opening of that which it says something like you know imagine a world where no one can pull the wool over your eyes yeah. you know, <laughs> because you can read what they do read what they Really, saying uh, behind the words. So, with when it, you talked about the gesture plane, and there'll be some listeners um, that won't know anything about that and what that is. So, can you just sure. kind of give? I know it's it's difficult because people will be probably listening to this on podcast, but yeah, just yeah, describe to us what that means.
0: Well, uh, what what the gesture plane system helps you understand and helps you be able to use is that the horizontal height at which your hands are held has a radical difference. Uh, creates a radical difference for an audience, for any viewer, as to the feeling and intention that you have. And it's a predictable difference, and it's across the world. It's a universal understanding. There's a universal, innate understanding around what we predict somebody's feeling and intention is um, as to where horizontally they have their hands.
1: So if my hands are by my I my pockets or something, yes. that signifies disinterest, I guess. Or? Yeah,
0: you are most like if you were a gambler, you'd most likely go, Okay, if you go in front of an audience and you hang your hands down by your side or you put them in your pockets, they will predict that you are indifferent or or low energy or depressed or it will generally move towards a negative feeling, a right, negative right. bias. Towards your feeling and intention in that moment, to right. your content and to them. Now there might be some outliers, right? Yeah, yep. okay. There's always going to be outliers, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. believe me, if I gamble on this, I'm winning the bet. So yeah. sure, bring me all your outliers, and then let's lay down our money, and I just win. <laughs> you right. know, out of a hundred times, I'm winning. You know. A good ninety-nine <laughs> yeah. of those times, and
1: from a and from a public speaker's point of view, better to use use it the right way than not, right? It's, it's
0: right, exactly. So my whole thing is 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 look, do do what you like in life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's punishment, and, punishment, and prizes for what you do, depending <laughs> right. on where you do it. Okay, but but you know, it. Most of us, thankfully, or many of us, certainly you and I um you know we're pretty free to do whatever the hell we like so long as we understand there's prizes and punishment yeah uh, yeah a- around around that so do whatever you like however there is a consequence to what you do yeah <laughs> and and you got to know the consequence of that and there's a consequence to the body language that you use and you can use it by accident mm-hmm. or you can use it on purpose you can be great by accident, or you can be great on purpose. You can be bad by accident, or you can be bad on purpose as a, mm. as a speaker. Yeah. I, I'm all about, as a communicator, the key is to be doing way more on purpose. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's what Winning Body Language is about, is mm. to help people know how they could get specific results on purpose Mm.
1: and so if the kind of the negative approach is to have your hands down um, I see you talk about the Truth Plane, which is also essentially the, yeah. the, the name of your company
0: and the name of yeah. your, kind of your whole
1: movement. As it was it so important. So, I, yeah. I
0: named the company after right, it. Right, yeah, right. So tell us
1: movement what movement around it. Tell us what the Truth Plane then represents.
0: Yeah. So the Truth Plane is is open palm gestures at exactly navel height. Exactly navel height is the Truth Plane. Imagine a horizontal plane that cuts through your body at, at belly button height. That I call the truth plane. And if you make gestures at that height, uh, you will be perceived as more genuine, more truthful, um, uh, more people will even use the word, oh, they're more authentic. So when I test this, I can get people speaking from that truth plane and people go, oh, they were really authentic. It's like, no, they were doing it on purpose. You just (laughs) like them more. Yes, there's, I, there's, I
1: saw in your uh, your TED talk
0: again that you actually did a
1: section where yeah. you you even told people, this is what I'm doing, essentially, yeah. and did it. And even when I was watching it, I thought, gosh, no, he's right, actually. I feel differently towards you, even though I know you're doing it deliberately.
0: Yeah, because I'm triggering your instinct. Yeah. And your instinct is not as attached as you might think to your smart thinking brain. So I can manipulate your instinct and tell your smart brain that I'm doing that. And your smart brain cannot countermeasure. Well, there is a way to countermeasure it, but it mm. but it doesn't know. I've not told you how to countermeasure your right. instinct at, <laughs> right. that, at that point. And in that speech, I don't I don't tell people how what the method is for countermeasuring. When essentially I play you propaganda, I play you an image which I know will influence and persuade your behaviors mm. do you so, pre- you, so you're you're kind of powerless again yeah it.
1: well when you do this with
0: clients do they feel
1: oh that's great or do they feel this is a bit manipulative
0: well i absolutely we know it's manipulative we know it's 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 manipulative it's i, I don't use manipulation as a, as a negative yeah or, uh, or a negative one. word yeah. um we look we manipulate people all the time we just don't know we're doing it Mm. So, so again, I'm just all about doing it on purpose. Yeah. Well, there's now, an interesting if you're going to take these techniques mm-hmm. and and use them for negative ends, either it's negative on you, negative on people around you, negative on the wider community, negative on the world. There's not a lot I can do about about right. that. You're yeah. going to do with it what you're going to do with it. Sure, yeah. I may regret giving you the the tools, <laughs> the tools, <laughs> the tools um, but but essentially the tools should be available to most mm. people <laughs> right okay well,
1: there's there's a there's a great quote in your book where i think you say unless an audience can see the right image it doesn't hear the right message exactly. which i thought really encapsulated it very well
0: right so I, I i've got clients all over the world who believe they have the right message now yeah. I don't know for sure whether they have the right message or not. I'm not in their country. You know, if I'm working with a leader from another country, I I often don't know enough about the politics to Mm -hmm. really understand, is this the best leader for that country? But on the whole, it'll be a democracy. Mm -hmm. There's a, yeah, democracies are fallible, but it's the the best idea we have today of how to get this done. Mm -hmm. And so I'll help that leader. I'll go and help the other leader as well. I right. I'm I'm indifferent. Yeah. Just 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 pay me. I'll yeah. shove up. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you the stuff, and then yeah. your democracy can can work out whose idea is best. Right. But it can't work out whose idea is best if you've got bad communicators, because mm. yeah. the idea doesn't get. Get across.
1: Interestingly, I've, I've, as many of my listeners know, I've been very critical of Theresa May. Not, sure. f- i you know, not in terms of policy. Hey, that's up to her. But I feel that she's a very poor communicator. And actually, when I look at, uh, say, body language, but in particular her facial gestures, I think all very often kind of betray either an insecurity or undermine the message that she's clearly trying to give um so um yeah it's it's interesting that you say that actually i right. don't know if you've so, taken any views on our world leaders at present
0: yeah i mean <laughs> i've i've you usually have views on all of them uh, <laughs> uh but i think you you put your finger on it there which is which is she may be undermining her message mm. now um you know does she believe in her message does she not believe in her message that, i mean that's a that's a deeper yeah. deeper thing but should she as you know still still prime minister i think at this point uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah she's still yeah. she's still prime minister so yeah. so as of uh, you know today uh, we're about the 30th of may or something like that or 31st uh, of may i can't remember um, as as of today um, it's important that a leader of any sort is able to get across the message that they believe in, in a way that might allow us the confidence to test that message rather than dismiss it. And, and here's what's important about this. Um, great communicators, uh, great leaders can often be great communicators and not have great ideas really yes. bad ideas Yes, <laughs> and so yes. we look at some uh incredible leaders and go why them their idea is stupid and ridiculous and it's like because they're followable because yeah. they're a great leader because they can be followed and that other person who you thought their idea was great mm-hmm. they're not clear and consistent so they cannot be followed and therefore they will not be the leader so you, you have to get these people help and and that's what that's what my work's about is helping those those leaders or potential leaders that's fantastic
1: and with your truth and lies book which i think is the latest book that you that's right um, yeah written or co-written yeah. um so that's looking at it from the, the the in a sense the audience point of view right and trying to perceive what other people's body language is there's a, there's a, I don't know. I would, why weren't you around like you know thirty years ago when I was actually dating? Because there's a great part right. you actually talk about how to approach dating, yeah. and in particular, you know, being in a bar and seeing someone who you know you think gives you a smile, and trying yeah. to work out what to do. I think that was a fascinating. I mean, give us a, the the give us an idea of of how you not necessarily just dating, but how you 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 advise people should look at you should try and interpret people's body language. Your kind of approach to that.
0: Yeah, so really, this book is a book about critical thinking disguised as a book about reading body language. So it does Ah, have in it all of those elements that you'd like in a book about reading body language. Okay, it's got everything that you kind of expect around that. What it has more than that is the critical thinking structure that you can use in order to get closer to the truth around what somebody might be feeling and intending. right? So, right. so what we've got to understand is that body language is not a language. That's a metaphor to help yeah, us. Yeah,
1: you say something about you can't really read body no, language. No, you can't read found, body language. Because everybody talks about, oh, I'm reading the body language, you know, I'm an FBI agent, and I can see from the way yeah. you shifted your left leg that you're like, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, what, what somebody's actually doing in those situations is they're they're looking at probability. Based on their knowledge, they're looking at probability. It's just they don't use the word probably or most probably. Mm. They use the word reading because it's just easier. It's easier for me to go up to somebody going, well, I've been reading your body language than I've been calculating the probability Around the meanings, yeah, it's not the meanings sexy, of your behavior, yeah. and then say, and and as I tell you what I believe to be the meanings of your behavior, you just need to know it's a, it's more of a reflection of my mindset than it probably is of yours. Right, so it's a better indicator. My reading is a better indicator of me than it is ever of. Of you, but I'm going to proffer my reading to you and see how you respond to that. So it's an ongoing oh, process. So we look at critical thinking, and 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 you know to go back to what I said earlier, mm-hmm. that's essentially the countermeasure to the propaganda that I or others can send out to you. Right? Is you need to understand that your instinct is either you, when you read body language, when you instinctually read body language. Mm-hmm. Your instinct for what is going on is either very accurate, very inaccurate, or something in between. However, wow. you're always going to feel like it's very accurate.
1: Oh, I and see, I see. Oh, you're
0: going to bias to a negative. So you got your negative bias about what you think somebody is feeling and intending towards you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is a guess, right? That's all it see. is. It's a and, guess, but it's a guess that's created in a certain way that tends over time to bring you value—value value around your safety right now. Right, that's and, the system. And in in the book, I see you you give us a,
1: a system that you call the Scan System. Yeah, um, which I thought was really because I, I I'm as listeners will know I love my kind of here's some steps or here's some tips yeah. or here's some techniques. Um, so if we, so scan, I got as uh, so S standard for suspend judgment. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so your instinct and your intellect will make judgments about, about people. I, I meet you for the first time and I, my instinct goes, ah, I got this guy. I know what this guy's about. It's not only, it's it basically profiles you. Right. It profiles you. It goes, let's take a snapshot of this guy and make a decision about him Mm. based on how he's behaving, how he's dressed, where in the world I think he comes from. I'll listen to the tonality of your voice to get a sense of your emotion, place you in a society, all kinds of things to instantly go. I got this, this guy. Okay, And you're saying, hold on a second. Yeah. I'm not saying that your judgment was wrong. Mm. Yeah. I'm saying just you're going to have that judgment, but now just put it to one side for a moment. Right. Because if we can put it to one side, we can come back to it. It's okay. We're not I'm not saying dissolve that judgment and Mm. discard it. I'm saying, just put it to one side. We we can come back to it if we need to, if we want to. Yeah, and then that that takes you presumably to the C, which I've got as context. Yeah. So now think about well, what's the context? What's the? Let's not look at the person right now. Mm. Let's just go a little bit bigger. Right. And let's look look at where are we, and let's look at well, where am I? Because I'm judging you. So what's the context of this for me? Where have I come from? What's the situation we're in? What are the pressures around well, so, that?
1: So that will give a better a, – probably a better understanding or better judgment or at least allow you to make a better judgment if you factor everything in.
0: Yeah. So all we're doing now is gathering more intelligence. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And, gotcha. and we're doing it um, – not instinctually we 're doing it on purpose okay mm-hmm. so 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 s is suspend judgment uh, c is look at the the uh, context mm-hmm. uh, the a of the scan is is ask what else so right. now just get more data well, how can I ask what I can just ask you i mm-hmm. can ask i can ask um, ask you uh, what else so i'm so for example i 'm noticing your your accent sounds to me like a London right. uh, accent. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm thinking like probably North yep. London. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you're asking, right? I'm just asking. Okay. It's yeah. like, and I don't need to guess anymore. I can go, hey. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. Where's Actually, it, so in, in the book, this was the part I was saying, why did I know this ages ago? Right. So there's a part where you talk about in the dating thing. Let's say you think that somebody is giving you, you know, a smile or whatever. Right. You advise move to another part of the room and see if their eyes follow you. I'm like, that is genius. Right. <laughs> I never did that. Right. So this is collection of assumptions and right. This is collection of
0: data. And and the and and look that that principle, that idea of move to a different part of the room and see if their gaze follows you, is based on the principle, the body language, nonverbal principle that we look at things of value. So Uh, what we're testing there is how valuable am I? To that person gazing. Are they gazing at me or are they gazing at somebody else? Or are they using me as a decoy uh, yes. for who they're actually trying to gaze at? Because if okay. they're if they're looking to attract the attention or of the person next to me, if I move away, I'll notice their eyes don't follow me. Well, that's kind of disappointing, maybe. <laughs> but I'm getting closer to the truth. Right. And if the truth is more important than the lie it may be worth the extra work and yeah. so the the end part of scan after you know ask what else ask for more data the end part is new judgement make a new judgement now your new judgement can be the same as the old one that's okay mm-hmm. don't mind don't mind that we can come to the same decisions but now we've come to a decision via some critical thinking rather than our instinct now again nothing wrong with our instinct it's just in some in many situations it's not the best thing to use as a decision making device
1: or or at least not without checking it right not saying, without without checking.
0: going through a process yeah now in some really quite dangerous areas of our life mm-hmm. <laughs> use your instinct yeah if, <laughs> right. you know if, if you or i or anybody else we know are on their own in a dark car park and somebody, (laughs) no matter who it is, male, female doesn't matter, big or small doesn't matter approaches you, you know, and you get a bad feeling, go with it, go with that bad feeling because the ramifications (laughs) of getting it, you know, if you, if you get it wrong and the bad feeling was right, well, you've moved yourself to safety. If they were the nicest person on the planet. Okay. And you get it wrong and you move yourself to safety. Well, the alternative was getting it wrong and you being found by the police Mm -hmm. somewhere. So so so, you know, our instinct in risky areas is really, really helpful. Not so risky areas. I think we've got a lot of time and space to do more critical thinking.
1: Right, right. That's fast. That's really fantastic. Listen, just um, one other question I want to ask is the book that I haven't read. <laughs> yeah. Tell us briefly about what, what that's about and what that covers.
0: So there's a couple of books you ha- have read. The,
1: the, the, the Tame of the Primitive out Brain. Out there. So there's
0: Winning Body Language, which is the first book that I wrote. Yeah. Winning Body Language for Sales Professionals, which is oh, all yes, of that yes. winning yep. body language content Put into a sales environment. Yep. So, if you're a yep. salesperson, you want to pick up uh, that book. Yeah, then, and there's the third put, book that I wrote
1: I will, put, I will put the um, links to, in the show notes so you can kind of go to all of this. Yeah, lovely. sorry,
0: Karen. So, the third book that I wrote is Tame the Primitive Brain uh, yep. 28 Ways in 28 Days to Manage the Most Impulsive Behavior at Work. So, that's about how you can use an understanding of human behavior in order to better work with people who are a little bit tricky
1: oh, okay, to work okay. with. Gosh, that's a really important one.
0: It's a, yeah, it's a good yeah. one. And then the final book that I ri- wrote with uh, Tracy Thompson is mm-hmm. Truth and Lies, What People Are Really Thinking. That's the yeah. book on critical thinking disguised as a book on body language.
1: Right. Fantastic. Hey, Mark, listen, this is superb. There's some really kind of gold nuggets for our listeners, which certainly benefited me. I'm hoping I'm sure that people listening will be benefiting as well. I'll get them kind of responding and see what they say. Listen, I want to hold you on just for a little bit longer because I want to go through a kind of a quick fire round. All right. So This is 10 questions. Uh, Let me just get them up here. 10 questions. Basically, uh, yes. So no scan. Right. So no thinking about it. This is just just instinctive. answers.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Question number one. Who would you choose to deliver the be- your best man speech at your wedding? Winston oh. Churchill or Barack Obama?
0: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> 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 let's go for Winston
1: Churchill because he'd be so drunk. <laughs> yes, most likely. Exactly. Okay. Number two. On a scale of one to 10, how nervous do you get before a speech? Oh, t- 11. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there you go. Uh okay, number 3. Uh your top 3 dinner guests, dead or alive, who would you have around the table?
0: Oh, alive. So I'd have uh Tracy, my my wife, partner. A good uh, answer, co-author. yes. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> well, otherwise, otherwise it would be like, oh, you missed it. It was yeah. really good. You know, you've got to share it. Um uh I'd have my uh my best friend Sean uh Prendergast. Cool. At the cool. at the table, um, gosh, and a third,
1: General a life. third
0: one. Oh God, let's have, let's have, let's have, um, let's have. Oh gosh, I don't know. I can't think of a a, should, th- a third one. We give a heads up. Kind of pick somebody me? off, yes. pick somebody off the street somewhere. Just <laughs> just find some have, by some random. Winston Churchill food.
1: again because will be drunk anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah <it's laughs> Churchill. Can he stay? <laughs> All
1: right. Okay. Question
0: four: uh, Always use PowerPoint or never use PowerPoint? Gosh, I've got to pick from one or the other Yep Well, if I have to choose, never use it Alright, cool Uh, Number
1: five, if you had to relive one day for the rest of your life You know, like Groundhog Day What day would it be? Oh Mm -hmm. Oh Tuffy
0: God, that's so hard One day for the rest of my life One day for the rest of my life Oh I should have given you a heads up. Oh, well, it would have to be enough. a day when, when, when it's got to be a day when, you know, I've got two kids and and Tracy. So it would have to be a day when we're all together. Because right. I wouldn't want a day, you know, I wouldn't want the rest of my life without them. So, yeah. yeah. So it'd be a day when we're all together.
1: Yeah. Actually, for my, I think mine would be, we, we went on a holiday in, um, an island just off a Lake Constance, actually, and we went riding, and it was just no, one no. of those days where it was just the family, it was just riding bikes throughout the island, and it was great. So uh, that would be mine. Anyway, it's not about me. Let's go. Uh, question, <laughs> question six: If you could only listen, speak, or see, which one would you choose? Only listen, speak, or see? Which one? I'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, your favorite album
0: wow yeah um favorite album Where's well, it's gonna have to be sergeant peppers oh good choice yeah. yes yeah.
1: love that uh question eight uh would you who would you prefer to coach an absolute novice that will improve massively but never be great or an experienced pro that will only improve slightly but become world-renowned
0: oh the novice Okay. Oh, definitely yeah, because definitely. they w- because they will become great right exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay nine uh which was better your first kiss or your first standing
0: ovation oh f- first kiss for sure <laughs> excellent okay and final <laughs> you, you one can get. you can get more standing ovations first yeah kiss, there definitely.
1: you go yeah uh and final uh question who would play you in the movie of your life
0: oh jackie chan no way. That would not it? Can you imagine Jackie Chan playing me? What a great movie. I mean, can you imagine the movie of my life with Jackie Chan? Because he'd just be like, okay, so we're going to have a fight sequence here. <laughs> it's a bit of gun-fu. <laughs>
1: like,
0: wow. I mean, people would have a totally different idea of, of, of you know, my life. Uh, if Jackie Top, Chan played chopping it chopping
1: people through the truth, truth plane, right? You know, like, right. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's hey, listen, man, that was really game. Thank you for that. I've got to, yeah. Some of those questions were actually hard when I think. About well, they, though, they're fun.
0: great. They're great questions because you understand how how hard they are. They're great. They're great to, to be surprised uh, with because otherwise, you know, I'd prepare. I'd prepare <laughs> something clever rather yeah. than rather <laughs> than going. God, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, thank you so much for that, Mark.
1: Really appreciated that. Listen, one last thing you want to say or share, or something I didn't cover you think that I should have covered, something that you know the audience really should know about either you or what you do or how you help people.
0: No, but I want but, but I, I do want to give people some more some more help, which is I'm gonna give them some uh, free training on, on body language. Fantastic. Okay? Yes. So so and and you can put this URL down below, but it's bit mm-hmm. uh, bit. Dot ly forward slash winning keynote so bit dot uh ly forward slash winning keynote go to there and and pick up some free training from me there just put in your your name and your email address 20 minutes of of training on those those gesture planes that we've been talking about today so you'll be able to see those experience those go and get that training for free
1: fantastic thank you very much mark i really appreciate that you were my first, <laughs> Not my first well, case, but... <laughs> you'll never you'll
0: never forget your first never forget so, your uh, first yeah thanks collar it's been a great great interview and and uh certainly from my point of view go go and get more people to interview yeah uh, it was a great it was a great interview thanks for it
1: thank you i really appreciate that man so uh yes thank you uh great communicators listening to this uh we will sign off there and leave it with the great words of mark and i will see you on the next episode cheers bye